You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Tommy DeVito had five touchdowns in two games. Zach Wilson has six on the season. <laughs> Just, you know. And the offensive lines are comparable. I mean, he got sacked, what, six, seven times today? DeVito did? It's crazy. Matthew's in Manhattan. What's up, Matthew? Yes, that's, thanks for taking my call. Um, I remember that interview you did, I believe, with um, Rogers before a preseason game. And to even think that we're having this discussion here in November is just, like, unbelievable. I just can't believe. But it all starts with Joe Douglas. What's going to be the end game here with Rogers? Who's going to be if they somehow make a decision – to get rid of Hackett, is Rogers still going to want to come back? This is Rogers' team right now. The way I see it is you might as well make Rogers our head coach. Well, Rogers uh, right now has put into the situation, Matthew, and thanks for the phone call, that he's the pseudo-GM. Okay, he brought his receivers here. He brought his offensive coordinator here. You know, he's he's got his comfort zone here. They even ended up signing Dalvin Cook because – Aaron Rodgers was here. So, uh, you know, listen, they made the moves to try to win it all this year. They thought that would give them the best option. But I remember my ex-father-in-law, God bless the, God rest his soul, who always said to me, he was a former Harlem Globetrotter back in the 50s, <clears throat> and he always said to me, Larry, your, own, your team is only as strong as its weakest man. Your team is only as strong as your weakest man. And and that's why it is, even though we're asked to and we're expected to always talk about what what team's going to be good and what team's going to be bad and what team's going to do well this week and that week and this and all this other stuff. Injuries are the great equalizer, my friend. Injuries are the great equalizer. I mean... Yes, Cleveland was able to win today, but no Deshaun Watson for the season? Cincinnati loses Joe Burrow for the season? Jets lose Aaron Rodgers probably for the season? Because at this rate, I don't see him coming back, obviously. I mean, there's tons of injuries of starting quarterbacks. There's tons of injuries for you know receivers and running backs and linemen. That's the great equalizer. The great equalizer in this game is depth. Okay? Depth. The deeper your team is, and listen, in the salary cap sport, you can't control that. You can't have great players at every position. You can't. can't afford them. But this situation here, with questions with the offensive line and the, and the lack of depth there, talent-wise, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And Joe Douglas is, <laughs> he's really coming under fire now. You know, there's some folks who have been very critical of him from the beginning. There's other folks who have, you know, said, hey, you know, give him his props when he's made, he's, he does a decent job making deals. He's done a nice job getting draft picks back for deals. But the thing that he, that is going to hurt him, and his resume here 
is drafting a bust at number two overall and not being able to get the offensive line fixed. I mean, not. Not that he hasn't tried. He just hasn't picked the right people. I mean, this is ridiculous that this offensive line should be like this after all this time. I mean, five years. 1-800-919-3776. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Talk. What's going on, big bro? Everything's good, man. What's happening? I mean, listen, with the Jets, it's not anything that uh, I didn't really see coming as we discussed a thousand times. You and I both know the move to make was to go for Lamar Jackson, not to go for Aaron Rodgers. We said that ahead of time. Nobody listened to us, and then now they're still trying to make some kind of way that this has not been a failure with all that he's brought here. And you just watch. Uh, whatever they're going to do, at some point, listen, in life, we got the things that we want to do. We got the things that we don't want to do. And then we have the, the more realistic options of the things that we have to do. At mm-hmm. some point, they're going to have to tell him no about something. Offensive coordinator, player personnel, decisions, yeah, at some point. Or even getting back on the field or staying on the field. We don't even know how healthy he's going to be. And you watch how fast he returns back to the guy that Green Bay wanted to get out of here. Mm-hmm. He's a phony, if you ask me personally. That's just the vibe I'm getting from him. But He's a fake leader. But anyway... Now, when you look at this iteration of Woody Johnson, uh, you know, it, it's not good. You know, when he first started, when you look at it, look, you have Al Groh that first year, then you have, uh, you know, who you had, uh, Herm, Mangini, and, and Rex. All three of them were able to get a team in the playoffs within a 10-year span. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a 13-year span, there's no playoffs. So, you know, with Woody being more hands-on, that's hurt the team in terms of decisions that he wants done, you know, things like that, and, and some other things. Uh, the GM, again, uh, I'm one of the people, you know, who had criticisms and legit criticisms. I mean, a lot of the stuff is opinion-based when you hear these conversations. I just say to you, there's just facts. There was a 2-14 season in which he moonwalked away from a coach like he had nothing to do with what was going on there. And some of the moves that he made stripped the team down there promised Sam Donald's parents he was going to protect him, put him out there, had him playing with a sore shoulder where we end up winning some meaningless game. Ridiculous. And, you know, all these other moves that you said that he's made and he's done this, he's done that. The reality are that of all of the players that he signed as free agents and drafted right now in five years, only 35% of them are on the team. So that mm-hmm. speaks for, for, for what kind of job he's done. I, mean, I don't want to hear this. Joe Douglas is a good GM. He's my guy, but he missed on this, but he missed on that. But I still love him. You're an idiot if you still love him. Uh, now, with the head coach, what he did today with Zach Wilson wasn't bad, wasn't necessary. I have a different adjective for it. It's called merciful. I don't care who you are as a human being, if I, if I don't like you as a player or whatever. You don't want to see any athlete or any young man go into that dark place that that kid is in right now where mm-hmm. not only is he not able to, to make plays or throw the ball down the field, he's not even able to protect himself because he's so timid and so holding on to the football and not being able to pick up his protections. And then finally with Rob Sala, he said a lot of things that I don't like. You know, uh, I give him a lot of credit for holding this thing together as long as he has and being the face man of what's going on here. 
which in turn is a gift and a curse. When you allow people to use you like that and put you out there, then you can't get mad when they stick you in the back. You see it have been done to another coach. But in three years, he's had four to five three-game losing streaks. And I don't care what your situation is with quarterback. I don't care what your situation is with offensive line. It's all bad. But you can't have that kind of stuff happening and keep your job. So unless they go on some magical win streak here, he's going to take the daggers for this. And like I said, Joe Douglas, it, it, it's not been good. And it's about time somebody, a few people have, but it's about time people are coming around to analyzing his work and not just the quarterback and the coach. Oh, by the way, he brought them both here. <laughs> All right, Blue. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. Alani Love is in Long Island. What's up, LL? Hey, what's going on, Alani? How's it going, brother? Everything's good, partner. What's happening? Well... I'm a disheartened Yankee fan, disgusted, but that's another story, another day. My Jets, you know, Zach Wilson, I wanted Trevor Lawrence from day one, never wanted him, and I, I'm just so disgusted that we're going through this. I mean, it's, I mean, 99% of it is his fault. Sometimes he has protection, but most of the time, he still sits back there and gets sacked. He doesn't see the field. I, he just—I don't know. He just goes in this. Something is about him. He's not a football player. He's not a pro player. He's—he's he's a third string at, at best. The Jets should just bench him for the rest of the season. And I don't know. Try to trade him if you can. Get what you can and move on. I mean, I know. Hopefully, if Rogers come back, but Hackett, the play calling is oh my goodness. I, I tell my daughter, I sit there. I said, Nicole. I tell him first play, hand off. I know the I know the plays every play. She goes, "How do you know that?" I said, "Because it's, if, if I know it, you know the NFL knows it. It's play call. This is horrible. I, I don't understand why we brought him here. I understand why we brought him here, but we should have left him in Denver. The guy, he's just not. I don't know. He just don't have it. Him and Zach Wilson, both of them are just. I don't know. They just don't have it. A pro and my Jets. I don't know. I feel bad." The defense plays his heart out every year, every 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 down, and they just get hard. And Wilson, we're going to end up losing that poor kid, um, um, Wilson, the receiver. Gary Wilson. He's not going to sit here and stay with this. He's not going to stay. Yeah. You might be right, L.L. Thanks for the phone call. It's an interesting scenario. What will the Jets do tomorrow? Will Robert Sala... Bench Zach Wilson again for the third time in, in a year and a half. And LL, you know the reason why Nathaniel Hackett's here? Because Aaron Rodgers is here. They wanted somebody that could speak the same language as Aaron Rodgers. Which seemed like a good idea at the time. But once again, they were not prepared for... Aaron Rodgers to possibly be injured and miss games. We're not prepared. That's why you ended up with Zach Wilson as the backup. That's why. Oh, Aaron Rodgers has taught him enough. He'll be okay. We can survive. Not for a couple of weeks, but for the rest of the season. Denver with a 10-play, 75-yard scoring drive. They now take the lead over Minnesota, 21-20. to 
extra point or two point conversion pending. More of your calls next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. You know, 18 of 26, 246 yards, three touchdowns, was sacked nine times. Giants win 31 19 over Washington down in Washington, although Washington turned the ball over a bunch of times. Interceptions, three interceptions off of Sam Howell, a couple of fumbles. Not a good day for Washington. Not a good day. They were, they had to be a off ESPN bet. I think they were a double digit favorite. <clears throat> over a Giants team that has been struggling. And there might be some changes down there as well. It's the drive on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Wrapping up our Jet callers, ushering in our Giant callers to get your thoughts on this win. Obviously, if you're a fan, and we'll get to the calls in a minute, obviously, if you're a fan, you don't root for your team to lose. I get that. But in the Giants situation, three and eight, and looking for that number one pick that could land you a quarterback in a draft where you've got some options for quarterback. Do do you do you? And I'm not saying once again the players don't the players don't lose intentionally and the coaches don't lose intentionally. Okay. Oh, it dropped. It was down to seven and a half. I know it was double digits at one time. All right, so it was dropped to seven and a half. Okay, got it. Um, I know that you have to be looking like, okay, it's a nice win. I'm happy with the win, but long-term, is this going to cost us down the road at a shot at getting a much-needed quarterback? Because we're not sure what's going on with our guy. We like Daniel Jones, but with the injuries – two neck injuries and now a knee, he, he can't stay healthy for us. He's been healthy one year. And that was an important year because it was last season. <laughs> and that's how he got, you know, signed the extension. So it's a win. You'll take a win. It's a division rival. Of course, you'll, you'll like that. But, and you listen, you want your guy to do well. It's a great story. You know, Tommy DeVito, local kid, Don Bosco. We heard a lot about it on the broadcast. We've talked a lot about it here. Defense played well. Thibodeau was outstanding. Had a couple of big-time sacks today. Giant defense was very good, as they've been lately. But is it worth it to win this game and lose possibly the chance of getting the quarterback that you want in the upcoming draft. Interesting to hear from the Giant fans at 1-800-919-3776. Rodolfo in Jersey. Rodolfo, you're next on 98.7. How's it going? Shout out to you and the company. Hey, Rodolfo. Talk to me. I'm a diehard Jets fan. I just don't understand why it's been taking this long to bench Zach Wilson. I've seen these teams since the previous season. Tim Boyle has been the better quarterback from the start. And why has Sag Wilson been our number two quarterback? 
this whole season. Aaron Rodgers goes back. What happens? Season goes down the ship. Well, Adolfo, thanks for the phone call. Um, here's the thing. The Jets had an opportunity to get another backup quarterback once Rodgers went down. Then you're figuring, okay, it's early in the season. By the trade deadline, there had to be some guys that maybe you could get, okay, to be able to pilot this team a little bit better. And they didn't make that move. And so they didn't make it in the offseason. They didn't make it at the trading deadline. And that's why they're in the situation they're in. They gambled that the Zach Wilson that they saw in practice tutored by Aaron Rodgers would be the same Zach Wilson that they would see on the field if indeed he had to play. And I don't know what they saw in practice, but it's not been good on the football field. Lucas is in Jersey. What's up, Lucas? Thank you for taking my call. Longtime Jet fan here. And I think I speak for all Jet fans when I say this. Is I don't know why every week we get pulled into this narrative that this kid is going to play any different, that this coach is going to change the game plan. In the great words of Joe Beningo, they can change the coach, they can change the quarterback, they can change the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, they can change the general manager, change the uniforms. It doesn't matter. The same product every week. Disgusting. We have the best defense in the NFL. All of these guys are going to be gone in two years. We can't sign all these guys. They're just wasting away, rotting away while we have this terrible organization that puts no offensive line. How could you not trade for somebody? Look at Josh Dobbs. He didn't win tonight, but imagine Josh Dobbs. I'm sure he'd be playing better than Tim Boyle or Zach Wilson. And listen, I think Zach Wilson's a good kid. He's got a good arm, but we know he's terrible. We've known that for the past two years. Joe Douglas has to suck it up, and he's got to take his pride throw it away, and realize he made the mistake. Not having a backup behind a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers, behind one of the worst lines in the league, is just total incompetence. This whole organization is just so incompetent, and it just makes my blood boil, because I've been a Jet fan for long enough, 15 years, long enough. Our best seasons are with Mark Sanchez, who was, granted, I love Mark Sanchez. He brought us the AFC Championship game twice, but he's a scrub. He's not a great quarterback. Our next best season was Ryan Fitzpatrick, a journeyman. And the fact that we're dealing with this is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'll tell you one thing. That Rams win with Sam Darnold that foregoed us the number one pick was the biggest <laughs> blow to this organization, and it will set us back for 20 years. Have a good night. Luke, all right, Lucas, thanks for the phone call. Trevor Lawrence will look good in the jet uniform right here. Really would. More of your calls next on 9870 ESPN. Don here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the... You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. As we go, let's head out to Pearl River. Kevin's there talking to little giants on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Kevin. Make that move right now, Joe Doogie. <laughs> All right, Larry, you have one of the best post-game shows in America for football and football Sundays. Um, we were told before the season began the AFC was going to be this big, bad beast and it was going to get even bigger and, and better as the season gone because all the great quarterbacks – well, look at all the injuries these quarterbacks have yeah. suffered. Some of the good, the good ones are already out for the season. And um, I guess the AFC doesn't really have much offensive linemen out there 
because I used to hear people say, oh, Joe Burrow got sacked 10 times, but he still won. How long do you think this guy could put up being sacked four or five times, tremendous pressure on him before he suffers a a season-ending injury? He's done it twice already in his five-year career. And uh, I I just still believe the offensive line is the most crucial thing to the offense. These guys have to be – they're the last guys in sports who actually I think are really smart players. they got to walk up to that line of scrimmage. they got to read the defense. They have to know how to pick up a blitz and everything. And if the quarterback – is not capable of doing that, that that intensifies it even more for the offensive line. So I really believe if the defensive linemen and offensive linemen are sitting on the quarterback's head, how can you really evaluate the guy? The best quarterbacks in the NFL who ever played the game could not survive. Montana does not win four Super Bowls unless he's got that offensive line protecting him. You're right, Kevin. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, but unfortunately for the Jets, there's other things that – they are looking at when they when they look at Zach Wilson. And part of it is that his processing uh, schemes from defenses has not improved enough. His ability to look off receipt, look off defenders has not been consistent enough. He doesn't on occasion. And he has gotten better or at those things in year three. Now, in hindsight, listen, we could go back and, you know, to be to be honest, the Jets have to look and say, you know what, maybe we didn't need to put this kid on the field right away in the first year. Maybe he needed to sit behind somebody, a veteran quarterback. He needed to sit behind them so he could learn and see the speed and understand what it means to process and, and read defenses and watch video and do other things and understand the speed of the defenders. Not so much the speed of the game, but the speed of the defenders, the speed of the linemen, the speed of the linebackers, where you could get past them in college. They are much faster. I've had a number of young quarterbacks tell me this. I've told the audience this a number of times, that that was the biggest thing that they noticed was the speed of the defenders. And so when you're going backwards and you're looking and, and you're, you're thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I can get away with this. It's not. It's not what's happening. And so that's what you're seeing here, that he has not made, been able to make that adjustment. Now, part of it's on him. Part of it is coaching. Part of it, as you mentioned, is, yes, the fact that the offensive line has not been good. But, I mean, you know, Tommy DeVito was sacked nine times today. Nine. He still was able to throw for three touchdowns. He's got five touchdowns in two games. So there is something to be said for, you know, the ability to play behind a subpar offensive line. And there's no question the Jets' offensive line is subpar. There's no doubt. You get no argument from me about it. But there are things that you have to do. And, yeah, we always talk about it. Maybe they should put some RPOs in there for him. Well, I think they're afraid that he's going to get hurt. Otherwise, they would put some more in there for him because that's what he is able to do. He's able to move the ball with his legs. He's done a nice job with that. That's some of the improvement that you've seen from him this season is his ability to move and extend plays. Okay, And once again, yeah, he's been victimized by some drops. 
But there's been guys wide open, and he just he just doesn't he's just not able to process the information that he's seeing enough quickly enough, so that he's able to make some plays and pull out something, and he hasn't been able to do it. So, if you're Robert Sala, if you're the Jet hierarchy, at some point you have to make a decision, okay, and. A team that has that has scored that had not scored a touchdown in forty consecutive drives, which is unbelievable. In in a league that is built for offense. They had not scored a touchdown in forty consecutive drives. Tonight, if it weren't for the fake fake punt that got them a first down and, and a penalty and a roughing the passer penalty by Ed Oliver that got him into the end zone, I don't know that the Jets would have scored a touchdown tonight. This could have been 32-zip. Now, once again, what makes this interesting is it's a short week. But it's a short week against a familiar opponent. It's not like you're facing somebody, it's not like you're facing the NFC East where you're facing Dallas that you don't see all the time or Washington that you don't see all the time. You're facing a familiar opponent. You know what Miami's going to do. But once again, you've gotten two quarterbacks who haven't practiced hardly at all. Tim Boyle has practiced with, you know, the second unit, obviously. And Trevor Simeon has been running the scout squad. So he has he's got no chemistry with anybody on this team. So how we started the show here is the thought process of now that they have made the change and pulled him out. I don't see how you put Zach Wilson back into this, make him the starting quarterback. I I don't see how you do it. I don't. And once again, I get the idea of the short week, but you've got a guy in Boyle who knows the offense and yeah, normally you do walkthroughs for the week because, you know, this is where you are in the season. And this is what normally happens. And you're just trying to, you know, rest up and get the guys, you know, some some reps and some walkthroughs to take it easy on the body because you're playing on a Friday. But you're home. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think Boyle, I think Boy, who's familiar with the offense, I think he gets the nod. Now, once again, Salah said he had to watch the video. So what is he going to see? What, what What is he going to see on the video? Is he going to see receivers dropping the ball? Yes. Is he going to see uh, a situation that Gary Wilson, in trying to make a play, you know, not protecting the ball as by his own admission in the postgame, meeting with the media, that he's got to do a better job of. Yes, he'll see that fumble. He'll see a fumble on the opening kickoff. But I'm just saying, I don't know that you see enough that says, okay, we're going to go back with Zach Wilson. And I get that Aaron Rodgers, according to reports, has sent a video to the Jets and 
I want to start practicing December 2nd, and I want to... Listen, the way this offensive line looks right now, you are out of your mind if you want to come back this season. You're out of your mind. And you just lost Makai Becton in the game today. High ankle sprain, guy his size. I, I don't want to jinx it and say out for the season, but he's not coming back. He won't, here's, the, here's what I know. Won't be back Friday. Okay? Won't be back Friday. So what are the Jets going to do? It's fascinating. All eyes will be on one Jets drive tomorrow to figure out who the starting quarterback will be Friday in the game you hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. When we return, we'll get you caught up on all the scores in the National Football League for this Sunday on 98.7 ESPN. Individual.